Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everybody. It is Monday, March 14th, 2022. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, so glad to have everybody on today. Good morning, Linda, Deborah, or, or afternoon, evening, whenever you're watching this. Um, but we are live in the morning. Um, yeah, last week, thank you uh, for, uh, for finding us and jumping back in this week. Last week, made a quick trip to Louisiana. Um, most of you know that's where I'm from. That's where my family is from and lives. So went to see the parents who are probably on here this morning. I don't know, or will be shortly. Um, faithful, faithful members of the podcast and morning prayer from the beginning. And uh, so, yeah, I went to, uh, went to Louisiana, quick trip um, last week. And um, yeah, just thought it'd be good to take a quick break from the uh, podcast. Jump back in this week, second week. So hopefully you guys uh, were able to spend some time in the Word and in prayer. Maybe you started your fast if you chose to fast for which, by the way, this is like a early morning, like just rant. Not a rant, just a thought. Because you've heard this, I've heard this. And, I, and it, you say, well, the, the Bible never tells us to give anything up. Do you know that the Bible says does, does, does not say to give anything up for Lent? Why would you do that? We don't have to give anything up for Lent. Right. Yes, true. You don't have to give anything up for Lent. Yeah, you don't. There's nothing about um, giving something up for Lent that makes you more holy than anybody else, or uh, the Bible doesn't tell you you must give up something for Lent. That's true. So why should you abstain from anything? You don't have to abstain. We're under grace and not law. This, this line of reasoning, friends, this is the same. Good morning, everyone. Everyone jumped on. Everybody jumping on right now. You think, man, wow, he's just like, he's raring to go. No, I really wasn't even planning to talk about this. It just triggered when I said, you know, said something about Lent. But people were like, no, the Bible doesn't say it, that we're supposed to give anything up. We're under grace and not law. You don't have to abstain. Blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, Jesus did say that a lot of did talk about fasting and that there was no reason to fast while the bridegroom was present, but there would come a day when his disciples would fast. So yes, read the Bible. But anyway, anyway, um, this same sort of reasoning goes um, with, uh, with other holidays. Uh, like you'll hear this thing. Why do we have a, why do we have a day for Thanksgiving? We should be grateful 24, seven, 365. We why we should not need a day for giving thanks. We should be a grateful people. Yeah, well, we're not. <laughs> okay, well, well, we're not. Well, we're not. The, the truth and the reality is we are not. And uh, having a day set aside to do that to draw attention to our uh, the, <laughs> to draw attention to the fact that we should be grateful uh, is important. And so. 
But every time, there's always this thing, well, the Bible never says we have to have a day set aside to be grateful. Well, uh, yeah, right. And the Bible never said that we have to g give something up for Lent. Uh, then don't. Um, but we do it because we are not always attentive to the spiritual side of our lives. We do it because we are not as disciplined as we should be. We do it because it is good for us. The Bible never says you have to work out. You know that? The Bible says never says you need to go work out. All of you that are planning to go work out today, you just need to know the Bible never says you have to go work out. Should we do it? Of course. <laughs> Why? Because it's good for us. <laughs> the Bible never says, listen, the Bible never says you should eat healthy. Never does. It doesn't say you have to eat healthy. Should we? Yeah, probably so. But anyway, I don't know why I went off on that. But I think over the last couple of weeks, I saw some things about people talking about, you, you don't have to, Bible doesn't say you have to give up anything for Lent. I don't know why you, you guys, you, you, this is an old tradition. And da, 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 da. Yeah, well, hopefully, if it's useful for you, do it. If it's not useful to you, then don't do it. I, I chose to give up bread for Lent um, as a way to remind me of the season that we're in. So every time there's bread served, I'm reminded. I, look, this says we're not my Lenten season. Not only in that moment, but in other moments, I should be drawing my attention to Christ and to my own spiritual health. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, you'll hear that all the time. You, that whole recurring line of argument comes up all the time with, you know, we, should, we don't need a day for Thanksgiving. We should be grateful all the time. Uh, yeah. well, well, we're not. <laughs> That's my answer to that. That's my answer to that. <laughs> it's like the anniversary, right? You know, anniversary. Like, well, you should, I should, you should tell me. <laughs> I should, I, I tell you 365 days a year that I love you. Why should I have to do it on our anniversary? Well, yeah, just try that. <laughs> Give that a whirl. <laughs> See how that works out for you. Days, days are important. Days and seasons are important. <laughs> I, yeah. Husbands, try that. Try that with your wives and see how far that goes. You know, I, I tell you, I love you all the time. Why should I have to tell you that for again? I told you that when we got when we first get when we were first dating. Why should I have to keep telling you? <laughs> yeah. See, see how that works for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey. Anyway, it is uh, it is the second week of. Lent, and so our readings for this week. Uh, good, welcome everybody. Good morning. Uh, thank you for uh, sticking, sticking, finding finding this again, sticking with it. Uh, last week took a little break. Hope you didn't take a break from reading God's word and uh, and the things that you had planned for yourself for Lent. But <clears throat> as a morning prayer group, we took a, a quick hiatus. Uh, but we're back, and so today we're reading out of Jeremiah, Romans, and John. Jeremiah, Romans, and John. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's jump into it, guys. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to uh, this morning's uh, prayer. Let's read some of it. So today's reading begins uh, in verse 11. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and read from the beginning. Since we missed yes, uh, Sunday, you know, a little makeup. Since we missed last week together, I'm going to just jump in from the beginning of Jeremiah. It's only 16 verses, the whole first chapter, 17 verses or so. Uh, sorry, 19 verses. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start there. From the beginning of Jeremiah. You ready? Let's do it. <clears throat> the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, 
one of the priests of Anathoth, in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down to the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah. So that ain't even right. Ain't fair. Ain't even fair to start off after a week away with all of these hard names. <laughs> right? Am I right? I mean, it's not even fair to, to set up PT that way. All right, PT. Yeah, I see you. You want to take a week off? All right, bro. We'll just jump right into Jeremiah chapter 11 or chapter 1 and give them names a shot. Yeah. See how you do with that. Welcome back. <laughs> anyway, I stumbled through it. All right. Verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This is Jeremiah's calling. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you, and I and I am with you and will rescue you. Wow. Whatever God got for you today, whatever he's called you to do, he's gonna, he'll prepare you. You know, whenever God calls us to do something, our first inclination is to make an excuse. That's what Jeremiah did. He's like, well, let me tell you, I can't speak and I'm too young. <laughs> I'm too young and I can't speak. Um, and uh, the Lord said, don't, don't do that, man. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Verse 9. And the children of Israel for, throughout history, you know, that was a recurring thing. They had to be reminded, as, as we do, that the Lord with us is enough. Amen? The Lord with us, that, that declaration, that promise, that assurance, that's enough. That's enough for whatever we have to do. Yeah. Um, verse 9. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy and to overthrow and to build and to plant. Wow. All of that is done by what? The word of the Lord. Hmm. It's not Jeremiah. He's not put Jeremiah like as a ruler over the nations. He's put his word in Jeremiah's lips, and that word, the word of God, does all of those things. What does it do? Uh, it's over nations and kingdoms. It uproots, it tears down, it destroys, it overthrows, it builds, and it plants. Hmm. Hey, our words do that every day, don't they? You know, with our words, we can build up, we can tear down. Man, maybe today we need to... We need to make a declaration in our own lives today that we're going to go out and be those who use our words to plant. Uh, to plant the positive and also to tear down the strongholds, to tear down the negative, to tear down uh, the, uh, the things that work against the kingdom of God. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to speak love. I'm going to speak grace. I'm also going to tear down strongholds that stand against the promises and the power of God. Yeah. Yes. Um, the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see 
that my word is fulfilled. The word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a pot that is boiling. I answered, it is tilting toward us from the north. Ooh, that ain't good. Like judgment, right? He sees a, a pot of boiling water, and it's being tilted towards um, the, from the north, towards us. Verse 14. The Lord said to me, from the north, disaster will be poured out on all who live in the land. I am about to summon all the prophet, all the peoples of the northern kingdoms, declares the Lord. Their kings will come and set up thrones in the entrance of the gate of Jerusalem. They will come against all the surrounding walls and against all the towns of Judah. I will pronounce my judgments to the people because of their wickedness and in the, in the, in forsaking me in burning incense to other gods and in worshiping what their hands have made. Hmm. He, what's he's 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 uh he's seeing prophetically the Babylonian invasion of Israel. Uh, the Babylonians were about to invade the uh, Promised Land and would uh, wreak destruction on Jerusalem. He sees that. Verse seventeen: Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them, or will or I will terrify you before them. Today, yes. <laughs> Uh, don't we have to make that decision every day? Every day we got to say, who am I going to be afraid? Am I going to fear, fear the Lord or am I going to fear people? Mm, what? Yeah. Who, who, whom shall I fear? You're gonna, am I going to fear and revere the Lord or am I going to fear and, uh, and play towards the applause of others? Hmm. Now, you know, hopefully you're around a community that uh, shares the values of the Lord, and so you get a little bit of encouragement from other people too. Like here in morning prayer, like on the podcast, we're a community that you know affirms the word of God. So you have a little community here that applauds you when uh, when you do the word of the work of the Lord. But in the the world at large, that's not the case, right? So sometimes we have to choose: Am I going to go with the applause of man, the applause of people, go with the flow, or am I going to um, go for the applause of God, the approval of God? That's what uh that's what that's what basically what God is telling Jeremiah. Look, I want you to don't don't be terrified of them. If you start getting terrified of them and play into them, I I will terrify you before them. <laughs> I'm just gonna shoot with a straight. <laughs> Verse uh, 18. Today I've made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but you will not, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. And that may be your word today. You need to know the Lord is with you and he's going to rescue you. You may have some things you're facing, some things you got to go into, some, some, uh, maybe some difficult conversations, confrontations, even uh, hard, hard conversations. Uh, but you got to know the Lord's with you. Maybe you're going through some health scares, some things that are concerning you with your health and your well being. You got to know that the Lord is with you. He will rescue you. Yeah. Trust him. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Let's, uh, let's jump over to Romans. Let's jump over to the New Testament. Romans chapter 1. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Joseph. Dan, what's up, y'all? Welcome, everybody. All right, Romans chapter 1. Here we go again. Uh, we were supposed to read like, no, we're right, 1 through, one through 15. That's what we're going to read today, 1 through 15. Romans 1, 1 through 15. I thought we were jumping in mid-chapter, but we're not. We're starting from the beginning. Um, Romans chapter 1. I love Romans. 
you know, it's logical, makes sense. It builds on each other. It's a continual sermon. It goes from one thing to it's hard to really when you start reading Romans at the beginning, it's hard to know when to stop because it just kind of leads into the next thing. He builds the case because of this, then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. So we're starting right at the beginning. So it's going to be hard to stop at, at verse 15 because it just, you just getting going. This is uh, sort of like the, uh, the Christian manifesto. I mean, this is what it's about. This is like the, this is like the, it's the most uh, sophisticated theological uh, document, treaties in the New Testament. I mean, just theological, just building the case. You know, this isn't about telling the story. This is about building a case. Um, of course, he tells the story in building the case, but it's, you know, it's more logical. Verse 1 of Romans. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. I love that phrase. I know I've said that before, I think, but I love that phrase, the gospel of God, <clears throat> the good news of God. Wow, like the good, the good, man, do you know the gospel has its source in God? It's not a human institution. It's not a human creation. The gospel, the message, the message, the gospel, all that is entailed in the, this, this season that we're talking about in Lent, this the death, the death, the the life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. That gospel, that that is the God, is that that message of salvation that comes through Jesus. That's not some made up deal. That's the gospel of God. Verse two, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets, just like the prophets we just read in Jeremiah. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Ooh, man, you just ponder that first few verses. Paul's laying it all out. By his, by his earthly nature was a, was a descendant of the line of David. But, from his, but, on his, but on his father's side, on his mama's side, he was from the earth. He was from the line of David. But on his daddy's side, on his daddy's side, they used to have an old, uh, old Southern gospel song years ago. On my father's side. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, on his father's side, he was uh, the son of God through the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christos Kyrios. Verse 5, through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to obedience that come from faith. Come, let me say that again call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his namesake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. You are. Every one of us. To all, verse 7, this is who he's speaking, he's, he originally wrote the letter to, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. Hmm. That's all of us, man. That's all of us. We're all what? 
Um, we are loved by God and called to be his holy people. You are. You are loved by God, and you're called to be part of his holy people. Verse 8. First, I thank God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now, at last, by God's will, the way may be opened up for me to come to you. So Paul has, hasn't been to Rome yet, but he wants to. He's, so he says, I think I've heard about you, heard about what God is doing in your life and how God is using you, the church, and in Rome and, and how it's advancing. And I want to, I want to, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you. Verse uh, 11, I long to see you so that I might, so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you may, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Like, I can't wait to see you. I know you're going to encourage me. I want to encourage you. I want to lay my hands on you and impart uh, gifts of the Spirit into your, into your life, make it in a spiritual investment, pour out God's anointing on your life. And I know you're going to encourage me and enrich me and build me up and strengthen me. I can't wait to be mutually encouraged. Friends, that's why we meet together. <laughs> that's why we meet together, so that we can mutually encourage one another. You know, online is awesome. And online, thank God for online uh, worship and being able to do this online and, and so many other things we're able to do virtually. Uh, but none of it replaces um, being together and to mutually encourage each other in our faith. Verse 13, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I may have a harvest among you, just as I have had among other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and to non-Greeks, both to the wise and to the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you, to you who are in Rome. This is, my, this is my life verse, man. This is my favorite verse in the whole Bible. Now that, you, I, you, Look, you hear me say this all the time, that this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, but in this case, and this is no uh, tongue-in-cheek here, in this case, if you were to tell me, ask me, Terry, what is your favorite verse in the entire Bible? I would say Romans 1, 16. This is my favorite, favorite verse of the whole Bible. I have a lot of favorites. This is the top of the list. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Man, it hits me in the heart every time. It hits me every time right there. For the Jew first, then to the Gentile. You know I got to read that again. You know I got to read that one again. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Hmm. Not, not being ashamed of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it's the power of God. It's the very power of God for salvation. Um, how, do, how are men and women saved? They're saved by the gospel. <laughs> you know? And, and you know, it's also convicting because there are times that I'm ashamed. You know, I don't speak up. I'm just like you, right? Like, there are times I don't speak up. There's times I don't say what needs to be said. There's times I, you know, back away from saying what the gospel says. 
but this this affirmation that Paul, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God. If there's going to be salvation, if anyone is going to be saved, it's going to be saved because they've heard, they've received and responded to the gospel. They're not saved by anything else. It's the gospel of salvation. Now, God does a whole lot of work ahead of time, and things have the heart has to be right and prepared to hear it. But if anyone is going to be changed from death to life, it's going to be because they heard the good news of Jesus, they've received it and responded to it, and they've accepted it by faith. And when they do that, they pass from death to life. Jew or Gentile, doesn't matter. Slave or free, doesn't matter. They all come the same way. Man. Verse 17, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. That's awesome. For in the gospel, in what? The message of Jesus, the whole thing, the the whole corpus, the whole body of material about Jesus's life. In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. The, uh, the understanding of how to be made right with God is revealed. When human beings are wondering, how can I be made right with God? How can I be at one with God? How can God and my soul, how, how can it be reconciled? How can humanity be reconciled to God? How can sin be forgiven? How can relationship with God be restored? That righteousness, that rightness is revealed. The answers to those questions are revealed through what? The gospel. And that gospel is received by faith from first to last. It's, first to, it's, it's about faith, man. The righteous will live by faith. Woo! Mm. That's why I love this season, man. This season, this Lent, we, the Lenten season, we just dig into the gospel, the story and the message and the life, the sacrifice, the, uh, the price that Jesus paid, the gospel. We just absorb it. We think about it. We ponder it because it is the uh, power of God for salvation. Mm. Man. All right, let's jump over to John chapter 4 before we wrap up here. John chapter 4, verses 27 through 42. John 4, 27 through 42, our last reading um, for the day. Here we go. Then the dis- his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? They were scared. Don't mess with Jesus. (laughs) Jesus knows what he's doing. Then leaving her water joy, the woman went back to the town, and this is the woman at the well, right? Uh, This is the latter part of the story of Jesus uh, speaking with the woman at the well. Um, Powerful story. Powerful story. The disciples come, and they're like, why is Jesus, what's he doing? Like, Jews don't speak with Gentiles, but watch this. Uh, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? That's what we got to do, man. That's what we got to do. That's that's the evangel- That's the evangelizing right there. Just telling people, hey, you've got to come see Jesus. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to try to convince you of every, uh, every tenet of the Christian faith. I'm not, that's not my job. That's not your job. Christian, we can, we got to be free from that. Our job is not to convince people of every you know point of the Christian faith, but just have them come and meet Jesus. <laughs> Christianity is not about uh, ascribing to a particular tenet of faith. It's about following a person. 
That's what makes Christianity different from every other religion. It's not about believing a set of beliefs, although Christianity is certainly a set of beliefs, but that's not fundamentally what Christianity is. Christianity is not about a statement of faith. It's about following, following a person, Jesus, following him. So the woman at the well says, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. And he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus skipping meals. <laughs> you, know, you know you don't have to fast during Lent. You do realize that. There's no, no, where in the Bible it says you have to fast during Lent. Yeah, no. And, you know, and if you're spiritually, you know, if you're, if you're a spiritual giant and you have no weaknesses or deficiencies in your spiritual life, by all means, ignore all the spiritual disciplines. But the rest of us, the rest of us who are working out our salvation with fear and trembling, who are trying to grow in grace, uh, who know that we're saved by faith, by grace through faith, we know that, but we also want to grow spiritually. The rest of us, those of us that aren't spiritual giants, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, implement the spiritual practices. <laughs> anyway, if you missed all that, it's 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 a, re, it's a recurrent. It's rec, it's referring back to the beginning of the podcast today. But anyway, here we go. Um, meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. That you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? Did somebody bring him Wendy's? <laughs> it's. Did someone DoorDash Jesus? Did someone DoorDash some food to Jesus? We miss it. No. He says, I got food you don't even understand. Spiritual food, my food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a, a saying, it's still four months until the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Come on, y'all. That's it, man. We got to look around. The harvest is plentiful. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvest, a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and, have, and you have reaped the benefit of their labor. Wow. Well, hey, guys, sorry we got cut short there. Actually, we didn't cut short. I went a little long, so I just wanted to add this little tag just to let you know what happened right there. I just went basically have like 30 minutes for the podcast. So since I went over, it just kind of cut off. So um, if you missed the uh, John readings, I hope you'll pick those up um, and, and listen in as Jesus. Uh, well, the disciples kind of run into Jesus after he talks to the woman at the well. And, you know, he's like, Hey, um, you know, they like, they're like, did, did, Jesus, you need to go get something to eat. And Jesus says, yeah, I got food, man. You don't even understand. <laughs> you don't even understand the food that I have and the spiritual food. And uh, he says, man, this stuff empowers me. This stuff thrills me as he's pouring in to the woman at the well and bringing life to her. That is his, that is his food. Uh, and so I hope that obedience to the Lord today is your food too. I hope this podcast has been food to you and encouragement to you. Um, you encourage me. I hope this is encouragement to you. And hey, since you missed prayer, uh, the live prayer, I'm, I'm going to just want to pray for you today. So would you join me in prayer? Because you know what we do. We read, we pray. We change the world. But I just pray for all my friends here on the podcast, pray you'd bless them, encourage them, 
whatever they're doing right now, whether they're on their way to work, whether they're uh, on the way home from work, whether they're at lunch or at the gym, on a jog, on a bike, wherever they are. Uh, may you bless them and encourage them, give them strength. May they know that you are with them, Lord, that you love them, that you are for them. Uh, Lord, may they not be ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation. And, uh, and Lord, may, you, uh, may they know that you are for them and with them and, uh, and that that's enough. We love you. Give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Again, I apologize for the cutoff. I usually watch the time when it gets close to 30 minutes and wrap it up, but I went over, lost, lost, out of practice, man. You see, get up, take a week off, you totally blow it. But um, thank you for sticking with it. Hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, again, uh, thank you for liking this, subscribing to it, all those good things. Really appreciate that. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.